You are listening to episode 27 of the EU Startups Podcast. Today with Taster founder and CEO Anton Solier, who's building the world's largest restaurant group based on a digital platform. Welcome to another episode of the EU Startups Podcast. Uh, today we are joined by Anton, who is the founder and CEO of Taster, a delivery-first restaurant that's redefining the tasting experience of delivery food. It's currently operating about 118 kitchens out of 60 major cities across Europe, including the hubs of London, Paris, Madrid and Brussels. They actually just expanded to Barcelona in July 2022, and they're hoping to expand really rapidly here and get in on the thriving delivery scene that we have in Barcelona. The firm uses a franchise model where they partner with different restaurants and kitchen owners, and that really has allowed them to tap into the takeaway market, which is thriving. And I know that Anton will be able to share a lot more details about that in this conversation. So I'm personally looking forward to hearing more about that. Uh, So welcome, Anton. Thank you so much for joining us. Hello, Patricia. And uh, so just to, to get started, could you maybe share us a bit about your entrepreneurial journey to start off with? So you started out in the delivery sector, working for delivery, where you spearheaded the movement into France. And, and then obviously you found a taster. So could you tell us a bit about your background? Yeah, absolutely. So I've, uh, I've always been passionate about food. Um, I started my career in finance. Uh, it was great, but it was also a, a bit boring. So I decided to create my, uh, my own kind of like food startup back in 2013 uh, for about a year. Um, it was very challenging back then. And it's where I met uh, the delivery team at the very, very beginning. I decided to join uh, when we were like less than 10 people. And obviously it's been like an unbelievable ride because um, you know, of like the success of Deliveroo, I had a chance to uh, to launch France, which became like very quickly like the, the second biggest market. Um, and I became a deputy general manager for, for France. So I had like a pretty, uh, pretty exciting career there. So um, it all allows me to work with like a ton of restaurants, uh, working with a lot of like expansion topics uh, in France, but we've also like built a lot of the playbook uh, for Deliveroo from France. So it's really where I also like obviously came up with uh, with the idea of Taster because, you know, like talking to restaurants, uh, seeing also like from a consumer perspective, uh, the pain points really uh, helped me kind of like building the, the proposition. Interesting. As a, you obviously have a lot of experience in the food delivery sector. Is there anything particularly within this market that, that interests you? What is it that attracted you to this sector? Yeah, the, the reason why I, I decided to create Taster was to really create uh, a, a better delivery experience, uh, a better brands, really kind of like digitally native food brands uh, and really think about uh, like the delivery side of the experience. Um, you know, back in, in 2017, I think for restaurants, uh, food delivery or delivery was like an afterthought. So they weren't like putting a lot of attention, a lot of focus in the, in the experience. And the experience was very often like very disappointing. Uh, I really decided to kind of like tackle that, uh, to really focus on designing the menus, uh, creating the brands with amazing chef, uh, leveraging kind of like Instagram, uh, YouTube, Facebook back then to create 
kind of like digitally native food brands. And I think that's 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 how we, we decided to tackle this this model. The other thing I would say is, you know, like we, we all know that food delivery is kind of like a, a small margin model. And I was like really interested and passionate about how can we create more values out of the delivery. So it's also like how we decided or thought about like how can we use like technology to uh, run like more profitable operations to kind of like scale the brand uh, like geographically. So that's why it's like the two challenges that's really uh, excited me in this model. And I, I think finally, like, you know, food delivery is like a huge market. Uh, currently, it's like 200, uh, $200 billion dollar, uh, uh, market globally. It's planned to be like a uh, $500 billion in 2025. You know, people are eating like three times a day. And basically, the way we are seeing this uh, business going is more and more people will basically like stop cooking from home and they will like order more and more. So it's like a growing market because, you know, all the habits have changed and everything. So that that's what makes it like very exciting and very interesting. Absolutely. I think definitely, you know, um, the, the habits and behaviors that we have across society, across Europe has changed so much in terms of how we approach food and and food delivery is, is definitely one of the, the most vastly growing sectors in food industry. Um, so one thing you mentioned there was how you really leverage things like Instagram uh, and YouTube and, and content um, to market um, Taster. Could you maybe tell us a little bit more about how you leverage content? Yeah, absolutely. To, to give you a very concrete example, uh, we, we launched uh, a new brand of like American fried chicken brand in November with uh, the biggest uh, like food YouTuber in Europe. Uh, and basically is very known for his like amazing recipes. He's been kind of doing this for like 10 years. So he's been really pioneering uh, YouTube initially, but then obviously Instagram and TikTok. Uh, he has like 2 million followers on Instagram. And actually he, he, he has like an amazing kind of like base of, uh, of, of huge fans uh, that are like following him, but they were kind of like expecting to have a kind of like uh, a, a product, you know, like out of these videos and everything. So we decided to collaborate together to allow him to basically have uh, a channel to offer his food, the food that he's been cooking for 10 years to his fans. And it's been a huge success, but basically like way above or like craziest expectations because mm -hmm. When we launched, I think the first week we were like totally uh, out of stock, like basically the, 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 the first hours, um, the brand. So because of like our platform and our model, we managed to scale these brands across like 10, 15, 20 cities, like very quickly. And like the brand became uh, the second, the second biggest uh, like fried chicken brand in France, just, wow. uh, ju just behind KFC. So we are like the second biggest one. And I mean, it's been like an incredible uh, success when you think that we launched this brand basically like six months ago. So it's really kind of like using this mechanism and, and, and the power of uh, uh, Instagram and the creators that we are already creating relevant content, exciting content mm -hmm. that can basically live outside of like the, the delivery platforms as well. Interesting. So kind of leveraging the, the kind of the influencers of the day on, on social media to then they share across their, their platforms and, and their audiences. And do you see that as a strategy that you'll continue in terms of your marketing plan? Yeah, I think I really see a lot of analogies between kind of like the food industry that is 
like burial online when you think about it, basically like I mean, I, I made I sit on TikTok and Instagram and watch videos of where, yeah. which restaurants to go to all the time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I think it's I, I do. There is a lot of analogy I think with uh, with the fashion industry, and when you think about it, mm. it's kind of like collaborations have always existed. I think kind of like. When you like a lot of fashion brands uh, kind of like jumped on, uh, on 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 kind of like e-commerce back in like the two, 2000 and I think food was really behind. So what we can see now is kind of like food is catching up and we can see like more and more of this type of partnership with uh, amazing chefs, creators uh, that are like very, very successful. So it's been very, I think, very inspiring for us. So we, we had this great uh, success with uh, fast food cuisine, the one I mentioned, and we did we decided to do more actually. So we launched uh, another burger brand with one of the, the coolest or craziest uh, uh, food influencer in the UK. And it's been also like a great success. So we really believe in this kind of collaborations uh, because these creators are also like bringing uh, the story, they have the, the expertise of creating amazing food. So for us, it's a very exciting territory to create truly differentiated brands as well. Interesting. And I, I guess it also kind of connects into a wider community and brings people, the consumers into the product a little bit more and really connects. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's, we really see like our brands, uh, you know, not just being, uh, you know, uh, like convenience. We want to create a kind of like emotional connection with the brands and we want people mm -hmm. to be uh, kind of like truly excited about the story behind the brands, uh, to be truly excited about how we make our menus, uh, which with which suppliers we are working with, and that's that's how you can also like build this this very uh, very very exciting connection. Great, and so another interesting thing about about Taster um, alongside this marketing approach is the unique franchise model that you guys operate. Um, could you maybe tell us a little bit more about how that works and, and what makes it so special? Yeah, we, uh, I mean, very, uh, very early in our journey, uh, we decided to build a lot of processes, protocols and technology around uh, around operations. So we started by operating our own kitchens because we needed to learn like how to create best in class uh, playbook to basically like cook, uh, cook food and, and deliver an amazing quality. Uh, but very quickly, you know, we realized that if we wanted to scale from say like two, three locations to uh, 2000, uh, the franchise model, like you know, was was basically very obvious for us. So we started mm -hmm. to talk with, you know, like guys like Domino's, McDonald's, and we we started to think about like how our model can be uh, applied to the franchise model. And for us, it was like really really obvious that it would work very very well. So uh, we decided to kind of like evolve the business toward like a B two B two C model. Just before COVID, uh, it was back in 2020. We uh, we signed mm -hmm. up our, our first franchise in Paris, and since then, obviously, we've we've been like only focusing on the franchise model. And what we can see is, we are, as I said at the beginning, we we are I think solving a problem for like the consumer because they are they are having a much better experience than what you can find on the market. But we also like find that we could kind of like solve the restaurants problem because. A lot of them that were like struggling to uh, to make money on delivery, they didn't know where to start. So we decided to partner up with them to offer them our brands that were like already very successful, our playbook, our protocols, our play like all our recipes and everything, and the technology, and allowing them basically to thrive in the delivery era. And it's been 
uh, I would say very successful. I mean, it's been, uh, uh, you know, like it, it's only been like two years since we've, we've done that. And we are now, uh, we have now 120 uh, franchises across four countries. So we've been like scaling a lot uh, and we've obviously like seen a lot of traction uh, in, uh, in, in, in this kind of like model. So it's, it's really exciting as well because we can really focusing on kind of like creating truly iconic brands. Uh, really focusing on building amazing technologies, but obviously, like working with uh, franchises partners is also like helping us to tap into like more and more cities much uh, in a much quicker way than if we do ourselves. Interesting, and what I'm seeing is like a common thread here in the different business strategies that you've had that have, have made Taster so successful to date. Is this kind of pursuit of collaboration and, and building partnerships and working alongside? People, so whether it's working alongside social media influencers or working alongside franchises, it seems to be really a model of, of collaboration that, that underpins a lot of your strategy. Yeah, absolutely. It's exactly that. We are really, uh, we are really a platform. I would say we are really connecting, uh, creating, creating like collaborators with uh, with us, creating amazing brands and menu. We have like obviously chefs in the teams that are designing the menus. But we are also uh, kind of like partnering up with restaurants and, and franchises that are really kind of like uh, create like cooking the menus and everything. So that's exactly that. It's uh, it's 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 uh, like no capex uh, live platform, I would say. And there is an other element as well that we are uh, leveraging is supply chain uh, because we are also we've also built a network of suppliers uh, that are kind of like delivering the ingredients to a franchisee as well. So I would say it's almost like a, a tripartite uh, organization when we have like the brand, the, the partners, the franchisee and the supply chain. Interesting, great. And so Taster obviously offers these digital restaurants, which maybe sounds a little bit foreign to people who aren't in the industry. So what exactly are digital restaurants? How would you describe these? Yeah, I think so. Like the way we are really describing digital restaurants, um, it's uh, it's it's a brand that is has been designed uh, to 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 be online. Uh, it's really how we how we how we see it. Uh, when we open like Deliveroo, Uber Eats, uh, you can see the the basically Outfry, A Burgers, all our brands. We define these brands as uh, as a digital restaurants. Uh, together, uh, like basically what we can see now, however is that more and more we are considering uh, our kind of like location as kind of like taster store. So we have like more and more kind of like physical uh, locations. That's where people can kind of like collect as well their food and everything. So we can see even in the model we are building that there is like more and more uh, link between the like the, the digital world and the, and the physical world. So now we are almost kind of like considering uh, uh, stores or shops rather than kind of like digital restaurants that is a bit abstract. Interesting. I think it's, it's absolutely fascinating. And so, I mean, do you think that this is the future? The digital restaurant is, is the future and it's how people are going to enjoy restaurant quality food? Yeah, I mean, w one of four kind of like thesis from day one has been that the, 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 like the restaurant industry in general is splitting into kind of like two categories. On one side, you have like the traditional restaurants that are going to focus on like experience, uh, that are going to, to focus on like great locations. I mean, when you, uh, when you eat out with friends, uh, with families, you want to have like a great experience and you are not really kind of like arbitrating between going out on a restaurant or ordering mm -hmm. from home. 
However, there is like an entire category uh, that is like quick selling restaurants, fast food category that doesn't really need to be uh, to be kind of like offline. That doesn't need to have like prime location anymore because, I mean, n like now nobody's going out like on a Saturday with friends into a kind of like fast food or anything like that. Uh, more and more, like people prefer to enjoy this type of experience from home. So the way we are addressing that is by 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 putting a bit of like I would say like less focus on the on the on, on the locations, but having kind of like very convenient uh, a kitchen or stores. I can also like do some click and collect, but primarily delivery. So that's I think the biggest change that is happening. However, what we can see more and more is uh, uh, customers going to these stores, going to these kitchens to collect the food directly because they want to have like almost a, a connection with the brand. They want to see like where the cook is, where mm -hmm. the, 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 the food is cooked. Uh, and obviously there is also a, a, like a saving because they don't have to pay for like the delivery fee. So they are going directly on the, on sure. the site. So the way we've really evolved the model is by having more and more of these locations. So now across our 120 locations, about 30% are kind of like taster, like really kind of like taster kitchens with like a great facade and everything. Interesting. It's really, it's very interesting for sure to see how these patterns have changed. And I think you tapped onto an important point there that it's um, a different culture of whether you're going out for the location or whether you're just having, you want the quality food and you want to have the time with your, your friends, your family, you want the connection. So I Absolutely. think as well, that also ties into your, your point about brand and, and connecting the consumers to, to the brand that you have. Yeah, And so now you, you're saying earlier as well, you operating about 200 digital restaurants um, across mm -hmm. Europe. And um, so obviously you've had quite a rapid international expansion um, since being founded in 2017. So could you tell us a little bit about that, that plan, the strategy? How did you go about this, this growth? Yeah, absolutely. So, so first, we believe like high quality food, great brands uh, shouldn't be only for people living in capitals. So uh, our, our strategy has always been to go outside of the, the, the bigger cities, the capital, and to offer like this great experience uh, to, to more people in secondary cities because we know uh, there is a lack of quality. There is an, a, a, a lack of diversity in these in these cities. So it was really our ambition to go uh, without talking about countries to go very deep in secondary cities. So uh, when you when you take cities like uh, like France, we are obviously covering uh, the big secondary cities, uh, Lyon, Nantes, uh, but we are also like going deeper. We are in Colmar, in Dunkerque, really really like smaller cities, and we can see like a huge uh, success in these cities because. Uh, we are really offering this type of diversity. So that's like the first part of our strategy is to go uh, really deep in each country. Uh, in Spain, we, uh, for example, we, we, we focused for a long time in Madrid because we wanted to crack, uh, to crack Madrid, which is uh, a very exciting, but also like very competitive market. And now we are really, we've really made a breakthrough in, uh, in Madrid. And we decided uh, because we, are, we have the confidence that our products can sell very well in Spain, to kind of like launch Barcelona that we launched uh, relatively recently. And we're actually in the process of launching more location uh, in Barcelona with uh, more for brands. And we're also like obviously targeting more cities in Spain. So we are looking at Valencia, Bilbao, Sevilla. That's really, that's really how we are seeing our growth. Uh, in terms of kind of like 
country expansion. We are exploring uh, different countries at the moment. There are like great opportunities, but that's really that's really your approach. When we launch a country, we want to be available uh, very quickly in all like the, the all the main cities, not only the capital. Interesting. So it's about um, it's hyper localization in a way. You're you're kind of very much focusing in on each individual city and and the patterns and the behaviors that you have there. So. Yeah. Would you have any like specific tips for for a similar startup or a company or anybody who wanted to expand across markets? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's it's really like not rushing uh, rushing things up. I think it's very uh, because I, I have the experience of kind of like international expansion from Deliveroo or even like Taster, uh, and I think like going step by step is really the right way forward. Kind of like cracking the city, making sure the products either it's food or any other countries can sell and then you can see like attraction uh, before like scaling to another country. Uh, very often uh, like startups are not like prepared enough and they're rushing to kind of like launch more countries because uh, you know, you can think you, you're going to grow your top line by by being like everywhere, but sometimes it's it's better to, to make sure you have uh, the right kind of like fits and, and the right product uh, before, before scaling too fast. Great, thank you. And so obviously as well, Taster has, has really been pioneering the food delivery um, sector. What kind of food, like what kind of models and business um, models do you see happening in the future for this sector? I mean, obviously we are very bullish with, uh, with our own model. I think it's, mm-hmm. um, we are, I mean, we see more and more of like, when, when you think about like the food delivery uh, market, we see, uh, I mean, we see more and more traction around kind of like light capex, like light model. I think uh, there is already a lot of kind of like kitchens available. There is a lot of space to kind of like change the way people actually cook food. And I think the new models now are going to really focus on kind of like linking uh, a bit as we did, but like linking uh, these kitchens, the food producers uh, to the customers. I think that's going to be like the, the the model that we are going to see kind of like popping up now. Uh, we're also like seeing uh, a lot of traction with click and collect, which is also like very exciting. I think uh, people are now kind of like keen to like to go directly on on on, on the, yeah. the retail. I think they they almost like rediscover the retail experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, can, you can see as well uh, like where the food's being made and where it's coming from, so it's not like a mystery. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's 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 really that it's exactly kind of like reconnecting with uh, with, with the production area, mm-hmm. and I think that's also uh, like a, a very exciting opportunity. Uh, and it's really how I how I can see uh, the model going. And we also saw obviously like there is a bit of like an economic crisis, so it's also a great way to kind of like make savings because you know mm-hmm. like the, the, you don't have to pay for logistics and everything. So uh, we, we clearly see like a huge trend around uh, around click and collect. We even saw it at Taster, to be honest. Uh, we see without any specific marketing, we see the portion of kind of like click and collect and takeaway growing totally organically because people are more and more open again to, you know, work five, 10 minutes to get their food directly. Great. So as well, one topic that is massively trending across sectors is um, sustainability. And it's something that, that startups, corporates, Everyone is super aware of at the moment. Um, how exactly is Taster approaching sustainability? 
Yeah, so first, we always, like from day one, we uh, we decided not to have any plastic in our packaging. And we also like decided to uh, limit the number of packaging. Uh, we want to be to have like as 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 little packaging as possible. We really focus on craft. Everything is recyclable, which is uh, which is very important. Again, I remember like before I launched Taster, an experience when uh, I ordered from like a very famous restaurant and I ended up with like, 10 different plastic yeah. containers and I was embarrassed because it's so uh, unnecessary as well part of the yeah. time it's uh, it, it was honestly it was a terrible experience because I, I didn't know what to do with all these plastic containers mm-hmm. obviously the food was warm but uh, I, I never order again so that's why we decided to focus on craft recyclable uh, packaging we've always decided to also work with uh, local uh, local food producer especially when it comes to proteins uh, so in the UK, we are working with British farmers. French, uh, France is is coming from France and uh, and Spain, same thing. So uh, we want to basically limit like the transportation of 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 goods and and, and really focusing on local producers. And finally, um, I really see like technology helping us uh, managing our waste. Uh, we've developed like forecast algorithm. We've developed like a ton of technology that really allow. Uh, our franchisee to limit our food waste to the really minimum so we don't need to kind of like uh, throw food after after the shift and everything which is also like very very important because when you think about the number of waste that is happening in the food industry sometimes it's a bit scary uh, mm-hmm. it's really our contribution as well uh, uh, to this as well uh, that's really like the three strands where we are, we are seeing ourselves uh, kind of like t- tackling like sustainability in this uh, in this model Great. It's great to hear because, I, as you said, like the food industry, the amount of waste is quite incredible. And also the, the air miles and the carbon emissions when, when produce isn't coming from local sources. So it's, it's great to hear that these aspects are super embedded within the business plan and it's obviously working. No, no, absolutely. So um, just to kind of follow up. So you have just expanded into Barcelona and just made another stop in another city. What else does the future have in store for Taster? Because I'm, I'm sure it's exciting things. Yeah, absolutely. We are um, really our ambition is to uh, to become like the, the McDonald's of the 21st century. So we want to, to be like the biggest restaurant group. Uh, we, we are like expanding very fast. So both like geographically, as I said, we are just started in, in, in Spain, but we, we can see like uh, like very, very good success so far. So we're going to go uh, deeper and deeper in our current uh, markets. And then I said, we are looking at other kind of like opportunities in Europe and maybe outside of Europe. Our model is uh, is kind of like really scalable. We, you know, we are working like hand in hand with like the delivery platform as well. So they are also like helping us to expand. And finally, uh, we want to offer like like better and better experience uh, to the customer. Uh, we want to offer like more diversity as well. So we are working on more brands uh, that are going to complete our portfolio. Uh, I, ca- I cannot say anything now, but we are launching uh, our biggest uh, brand uh, ever with like one of the biggest uh, food celebrity in the world in, in September, October. So that's going to be uh, very exciting as well. Uh, so that's, that's, the, that's the near and, and, and the longer future, I would say. Wonderful. I can't wait to hear to hear more about it going forward and see what happens in September. Definitely. <laughs>
Well, thank you. So thank you so much, Anton, for joining us today. This has been a really great, great chat, really great discussion. Um, it's been a privilege to have your time. Great. Thank you very much as well.